0: Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to
1: live your happiest and healthiest life.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. Today, we are re-recording an an episode, not the same episode that we had originally planned (laughs) that we recorded only a couple of days ago. Um, We're back trying to record another episode because (laughs) life happens and it doesn't always go according to how we think it's going to go. And it can be really frustrating because Rachel and I had an amazing conversation that we were ready to release next week. And we're like, damn it, it was so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So frustrating. And uh, we can't get into that recording. um, So now we have to record something else. And we thought it'd be a really good idea to talk about like when life isn't going great and like things keep piling up on top of each other I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of people experience that that's why they have that saying you know when it rains it pours (laughs) like why does that happen Mm -hmm. you know like you could be even in the best mindset about things but somehow things just keep adding on like whether it's like a nail in your tire and then you got a big bill coming up or something it's like okay please universe give me a break so, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I am at. feeling
1: that today for sure. <laughs> um, so first of all, I have to apologize for the acoustics. Uh, it sounds a lot different than it usually does because I'm literally sitting in the rooftop area of my new apartment building. First of all, I'm very grateful that there is public Wi-Fi up here because I have been having... Wi-Fi issues for the past week and a half since it was um, installed in my new apartment. And they've been out twice already. They're coming again tomorrow. I'm just like at my wits end with that. Um, so that is, you know, one of those things that has just been happening and has really thrown a wrench and has really made my life difficult in the past week. It's crazy. It's one of those things where you don't realize just how much you rely on something until you don't have oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so Eric and I tried to record via, like I've been doing my client calls on Zoom just from my like phone data, which has actually worked. Like I have really great service here, but we tried to, when we record on Zoom, we have to record it to one of our computers. And for some reason, like it did not want to work and it just like disappeared and we tried twice. And um, so basically we did that on the last recording and then it completely disappeared. And now we are doing it again, but I have to have Wi-Fi in order to record it to my computer. And we know that it works when we record it to my computers. So we're like, you know what? It's going to sound a little bit weird. Sorry, guys, but at least we're getting an episode out for you guys. Yeah. And we also know hearing from you guys that you like hearing the real real. So here you have it.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'm about to go on a road trip, um, for the next week, going to Colorado and Utah. So, Um, it'd be a little bit difficult for us to try to like record something later. So we're like, okay, we have to do this today. Otherwise we're going to skip a release of an episode, which we haven't done since we started this. We've seriously been like super diligent. And I think even when I got COVID – Uh, when all that happened, you recorded something on your own, (laughs) which was really nice. Um, But yeah, so we were like, no, we need to stick to this. And then Rachel Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know, like, I'm not feeling motivated. I'm not feeling really good. I'm like, well, this is I have to like, both of us remind each other that this is what this podcast is about. Like, we're not freaking happy, perfect people all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. shit goes down. And, you know, on top of the things that we talk about on here we have a lot of life stressors i think we even said this that we don't last talk episode about. that we don't talk about and there is a lot like for both mm-hmm. of us and I Yeah, just don't don't ever look at someone and think, oh, wow, they're, like, so great and so happy. Like, what's wrong with myself? It's like, mm-hmm. no, like, life is literally happening the same to everyone. Like, everyone goes through fluctuations where they're at their peak and things are going great and then something just happens and it's kind of this spiral and you're just kind of in it and you're like, okay, this is happening. Mm-hmm. It's not fun, but fuck, I, that's all I can do is just be, yeah. write it out, I guess. Exactly.
1: I mean, literally if people saw me right now, they'd be like, whoa. I mean, honestly, I've come on my Instagram stories before looking like this. My hair is a mess on top of my head. I have a sweatshirt on like no makeup, just chilling. Like, I mean, at least I showered today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but that's, that's the real, right? Like sometimes I'm literally going to wait till the last second to get ready before I have to go coach tonight, because I am just like, so in it mentally, um, in the trenches. And I'm not kidding you. I literally texted my boyfriend like an hour ago and was like, I think I literally am having extreme anxiety right now. Like when I was in the shower, like my head was spinning. I was just like, what, what is happening right now? This is miserable. Um, and I think that the difference is like Erica said, everyone goes through this from time to time. Everyone has life happening to them. The difference is how you handle it and how you, um, learn to handle it. You have to like kind of change your perception of the things that are happening to you or for you or around you. Um, And sometimes you still have moments when you're like, wow, this freaking sucks. And sometimes you have to sit in that and like really genuinely appreciate the contrast is shitty as it is. Sometimes like me sitting here right now, the contrast. There's a lot of contrast in my life. It's very like ambivalent, right? I have all these amazing things in the works, right? We have our podcast. I have my business. I have, you know, this new head coach position at Orange Theory. I have a brand new apartment that I absolutely love, like even more than my other apartment, and I didn't even expect for that to happen. Like mm-hmm. all these things are happening, but then at the same time, I have all these other things that are piling up mentally that I am just all over the place. It feels like I'm all over the place, and then yeah. there's there I'm like talking to my boyfriend earlier and he's just like, really? Like, is that really how you're feeling? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, like what, how can I help you? Like, what can I do for you? But if I hadn't have said anything, he wouldn't have known that I was like literally mentally going through all of this because I don't know. I, over the years have kind of, I guess, in one aspect, trained myself to not like carry it on the outside, which can be very good. But also you have to find that balance between still allowing it to release sometimes so that it doesn't just
0: Validating your own feelings. Yeah,
1: Yeah. And then you like explode at one point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's this quote, well, not quote, but it's something uh, Eckhart told. You know, I still don't know if it's Eckhart Tolle or Tolle. People say it totally different ways. So I've I don't heard know.
1: Tolle too. I just say Tolle.
0: Yeah. I just say Tolle. Okay. You guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but he said in this, um, this, a speech that I watched, like probably like a couple months ago. He's like, "There's no problems in life. There's only challenges." And mm-hmm. it's so true. Like we look at things like this is a problem that I'm in this situation, but it's like no, it's really just a challenge that you have to navigate through and find the best way to navigate through that situation. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not. Really I had this problems. really fun.
1: Yeah, I had this really funny like visualization just come to me. So like think of. You know, like Mario games where you have to like go through and you have to like get through things, or sometimes you have to jump over yeah. them, or sometimes you have to like knock them down. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. It's like not everything you come to is meant to like completely destroy you. It's yeah. sometimes meant to just be like, oh, let me just step over this. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, or some things really are meant to like truly, truly challenge you to the point where you have to knock it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's always gonna be differences in the types of things that you are faced with. And yeah. sometimes our brain likes to catastrophize things and make things out to be the worst thing in the freaking world. When in actuality, if you were to take a step back, you're like, oh, actually this isn't going to matter tomorrow or next month or next year. Like, why am I putting this much weight on it? Yeah. And like I said, on the other side of things, recognizing like the duality of it, like, oh, last month I didn't have to deal with a problem like this or a challenge Mm -hmm. like this. And now I do. And you know what? This is going to make me stronger on the other side. And I'm going to know how to handle it if this ever does come about again.
0: Yeah. But what's interesting is that, you know, our whole lives we go through these fluctuations. But when we're in it, it's hard to see that it's going to resolve itself and Mm -hmm. it's going to get better. Like even though like you could even tell yourself that like you're – you're still going to have that deep rooted fear of like, Oh my God, what if this time I cannot Mm -hmm. get through this? What if this time I can't pay for my bills? What if this time, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. we always like still allow ourselves to go there. I mean, and literally, unless you're like some type of monk or something like that, we, we both experience those times where we're like, Oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Um, recently I like got, I told you, I think I talked about getting like I guess I'll talk about it. No, I said, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess I'll kind of go there because this is a life challenge. It may not be a problem. It, it may just be a challenge, but, um, I got my hormones tested by my naturopathic doctor and basically my estrogen is like super, super low. Um, and so is my testosterone, which means you need testosterone to, in order to make estrogen. And so, um, It's super low. My mom and like my mom's side of the family has a history of going through menopause really early. And I didn't think that would be the case for myself because, you know, all the great things that I do for my body and, you know, my diet, my lifestyle, my mindset, but sometimes things are just genetically happening. And so basically my naturopathic doctor was like, if you're thinking about having a baby, you need to do this now. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have time. And my husband and I were, like, thinking, like, well, like, you know, this retreat is coming up, so I didn't want to be, like, super pregnant, but now we're, like, at, we were going to try after the retreat, so I didn't have to deal with all that, but that was before I knew my hormonal situation, so now we're, like, in that, what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. do we literally start trying, like, today, or do we, like, what? what is the situation? And it's, mm-hmm. like, I really... I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but I've never been a person that was like, oh my God, I want to be a mom. Like I want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Like I've never been in that. And I've always felt like kind of ashamed for that because I think that's so associated with being a woman is that you're just meant to be a mother. And like, you have that like motherly Mm -hmm. instinct. And, but I think that was honestly cloud, like, why I didn't see myself that way on a side note is because of my upbringing and like not really having a role model of a mom to like for me to think oh my god I want to be that person that my mom was to me so Mm -hmm. that kind of clouded my judgment but now that I'm in such an emotionally like mentally spiritually all the things like in such a good place I'm like, you know what? Actually, I would be a good mother. And now that's kind of feels like the rug has been swapped out from under my feet of like, Mm. hey, now you may that may be a possibility that you may not get pregnant. Um, And so I'm kind of in that situation. I haven't – you know, I don't plan to talk about it like on social media or anything like that because I just don't want to – put more energy into it. I'm just like, okay, Mm -hmm. like I'm not completely depleted. So there is a chance Um, it may just be a challenge. It may be more difficult to get pregnant than Mm -hmm. say a couple years ago when my hormones were what my naturopathic doctor said at optimal, like at an optimal um, level. And so that's something that I've been going through. And that's been weighing a lot of me psychologically because I'm turning 35 at the end of this year, it's like, I feel that I'm like my body, like that biological clock ticking. Mm -hmm. And then now I like have, you know, these results to kind of like back up how I've been feeling and like changes happening in my body. So that's a whole like thing of its own of like weighing on me and it's like, whoa, this is not what I expected. I thought we were just going to be like, okay, easy. Like just Mm -hmm. have the baby when I want um, and now I'm like, that may not be the case, you know, mm-hmm. but it may be the case. Like, I don't want to like put the energy into it of like, oh my God, it's not going to happen. But it definitely was like a sinking feel Like you don't know it because like you're only 20, 28, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're the age that I was when I was got diagnosed. And when I look at myself from 28 to 34, girl, it's a whole other, mm-hmm. like even I don't care how mature you think you are because – You are mature, but like I'm saying, like when you compare it to as you get into your like mid-30s, when biologically Mm -hmm. things start happening, it's like a whole other different like realm of life. And it's like Mm -hmm. I'm there now and I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Like I never had that thought of like, oh, like possibility of like not having a kid. You just like kind of assume that it's like eventually if you want
1: to, you can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And of course, I was like, well, duh, if I wait to like 38, 40, like that, okay, that's kind of like in the age where like no things could really go bad. But Mm -hmm. to get that kind of like urgency put on me at 34 feels like a lot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, on top of that, it's like financially us being in a situation to buy a house, to have a room for another kid. It's like I have compounding things on me right now too, you know, on top of keeping up with business and making sure I have clients and also making Mm -hmm. sure I take care of my health. Like there is a lot that I would say every single individual deals with. We just don't Mm -hmm. air it out there all the time. Sometimes people do, but you know, we can only share so much, but you know, some of these things we kind of just want to work through it through ourselves. Mm-hmm. True.
1: I think that that's a good example of what you can do when you're kind of in those situations, when you, something approaches or like happens in your life that you weren't necessarily expecting, like news like that. Um, and you're doing kind of what you can to control the controllable. Right. And like, yeah. not worry about what you can't control. Like part of what I you can't it, control- The stress,
0: the stress mm-hmm. is going to add to, um, you know, Add to how I'm feeling and my body's capability of being able to make that environment within my body to even create a baby. Like, so mm-hmm. that's also a level that I'm trying to be aware of. But, like, even aware of your own stress that you're having to something can actually compound stress. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a, it, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like not a simple, it's easy a snowball solution.
1: effect. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it creates like a total cycle is the crazy part. Um, and the, I just had like a moment where I was like, did we press record? <sighs>
0: oh God. We no, did. I, <laughs> I feel like um, no, we're, we're just, we, we give we're, up. We're ending it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, anyway, I feel like that's one of those things that happens. Like when you're anxious, it's just like your brain wants to keep finding more things to be anxious for. We actually touched yeah. on this on that episode that we recorded yeah. that never actually that we you know just disappeared is that. Mm-hmm. That feeling sometimes of like anxiety or depression or worry or whatever it is can get addicting. Like mm-hmm. literally your brain can be like oh, well that went wrong. Oh, well, let's find something else that went wrong yep. and like keep going and going. It's like an mm-hmm. actual thing. Oh yeah. Um, and so just like being aware of what your brain is trying to do because sometimes it really will try to like inadvertently sabotage you into thinking negatively over and over and over and just make everything seem so much worse than it is.
0: Yep. But anyway,
1: to get back to my point of like, controlling the controllable. Like I, that is one point that I keep going back to over and over and over anytime that anything happens in life, anytime that I'm talking yep. to cl- clients about things that are happening in their life, you can only control what you can control. And there's literally no reason to worry about the things that you cannot control. Yep. Um, because it's literally betting against yourself. If you're worrying, you're betting against yourself. You're yeah. saying, I don't think I'm going to be able to figure this out. So I'm just going to freak out. Like, yeah. And And we're not,
0: nobody can protect the future. Like literally Mm -hmm. no human. So it's crazy how our brains are constantly trying to seek ways to make the future predictable and be like, oh yeah,
1: for sure. This is going to happen.
0: And then we convince ourselves, we believe our own thoughts of whatever spiral it's going down. Like for me, for instance, of like Oh, you're. Not, that's not. You're gonna have to go through all the treatments to get pregnant. It's gonna be expensive and da da da. I'm like, whoa, 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 Erica. Like your naturopathic doctor just said, your hormones are low. Doesn't mean that's gonna be the result of you not being able to have a baby. You know, it might just be like mm-hmm. I said, more challenging. And that's all we can do is like, okay, like I can't, I can't tell you. I cannot even tell you what tomorrow like to two hours from now, an hour from now. is That happen. also
1: goes with like a lot of the stuff that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, about like basically tricking your brain into like, this will happen, like going into, I mean, not to go way into it, but like going into like quantum meditations and like quantum yeah. field stuff. It's like, you can literally alter your state of thinking and your way of thinking. And you can literally convince your brain that certain good things yeah. are happening yep. and it can happen the opposite way too. You can literally convince yourself that the world is out to get you and everything terrible is going to happen. And guess what? Terrible things probably will keep... Keep happening, But mm-hmm. if you really focus, um, more so not that I'm saying like, Oh, just be positive. Everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. No, but there are ways to kind of trick your brain into thinking that certain things are happening. Even if you don't see them physically happening in front of you, mm-hmm. um, there are ways to make your brain go, Oh, that is possible. Okay yeah. so what can we do to get there and why do you think like not to get religious or anything like why do you think that prayer like miracles literally happen like yeah. people pray for shit and belief, it happens it's literally it's belief. all belief and like whether yep. you're religious or not like i'm not religious i'm very spiritual but yeah the belief that is there no matter who or what or whatever you believe in you, it's all comes down to believing that something can happen. And that's why it's called a miracle, but really, is it a miracle? If you truly are just believing to your very gut, to your very soul, that something can happen and something can actually work out in your favor, Mm -hmm. even when it feels like the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. Like our thoughts and our emotions are sending a chemical signature to our body of mm-hmm. how to respond so if we are in a sick state of mind we like we've said that it's going to perpetuate disease and dis-ease in the body um and if you are rising above that mentally and teaching your body chemically through your emotions that no life is good things are you know mm-hmm. my life is abundant i love my life um you're gonna seek out things subconsciously that are going to perpetuate that feeling inside of you um Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what i've been doing with this situation is like not feeding into that like it's okay to think those things here and there because i can't control when those fears cross through my mind but it's more about like allowing myself to feed into that vision of what that would look like if it if i can't get pregnant right instead i'm visualizing okay it is going to work out like I don't know what that will look like. Maybe it's adoption. I don't know. Like, I'm just telling myself that our life is going to be good and okay no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sit here in detail what that will exactly look like, but I have it in my heart that I know it's going to work out. Things are going to be okay. If I look about, it, look at my diagnosis, for instance, you know when you first get diagnosed, you really think it's the end of your life. Nothing's going to come good out of it. Like you're going to end up in a wheelchair, you're going to be disabled, you're going to whatever fears that you have. And then you can take a look at yourself now and go, you know, for a lot of us, that's not the case for some people, unfortunately, it is the case. And I can't say how much of that is purely related to, um, you know, how the disease just progressed on its own, you know, or a lot of that was because of the mindset of feeding into that and going, okay, believing, oh, yeah, that's – my rheumatologist said this is what's Mm going to happen to me, so therefore, like, it's happening to me versus, Mm -hmm. like, like we've talked about when I got diagnosed, I was like, nope, I'm going to be the success story. I'm going to be one of those people that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, Mm -hmm. that other people that experience these, quote, unquote, miracles or, like, spontaneous remission or whatever. Like, I always – and continue to believe now, even being on medication, like – I still always have hope for, like, 100% healed, you know, from this condition. Mm -hmm. I will always believe that. But at the same time, like, if it's not happening in this timing that I think, that's okay. Like, I'm just, like, whatever. Like, my life is still good. Even though I'm not healed of rheumatoid arthritis, like, I love my life. I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very thankful for everything that's come out of this. And I believe that will be the case for this situation. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It is hard to get to that mindset of, Hey, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. And what I want to make clear is that that can waver. No one's expecting you to be like, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And just stick there. Like life is ambivalent. Our minds go back and forth. Our souls, you know, have to get through the thick of it as well. Our bodies feel what it is that our mind is going through as well. There's a book called the body keeps score that talks a lot about that, how yeah. stress and um, anxiety and stuff manifests in the body. And so you have to remember that everything goes in ebbs and flows, any type of healing, any type of growth, any type of progress and just life in general, you know, the things that happen throughout our life. And no one's expecting you to just be like, yep, everything's going to be fine. Everything happens for a reason. Now, deep down, do I always believe that? Absolutely. Truly, I truly believe that every single thing that happens, happens the way it's supposed to, because of the way that I trust my intuition with every single move that I make, especially in the past few years of my healing journey.
0: Yeah.
1: that being said, like what I'm personally going through at this exact moment feels really fucking hard. Like, and it feels really unfair to be completely honest. Cause I work so goddamn hard for what I have and to support myself completely on my own and to still be going through things here and there that like, just feel like they completely break me at times can feel very frustrating, especially when you feel like, you are doing everything you can to pour light into every single person you come across and to pour love into the entire community and the entire world really, um, and into yourself. So like personally things that have just kind of been piling up, I guess to not to completely air my dirty laundry, but I hope that someone out there can maybe relate. Um, is the only reason I really will go into detail here is first of all, the other day, like two days ago, I realized that because I stopped working at the other orange theory in Portland and I started working at this new one in Seattle. Um, I don't have medical insurance right now. I don't have medical insurance. I don't have vision. I don't have dental. And so I have to wait 60 days after my first day of employment with this new orange theory franchise in order for my medical to kick in. And I have to be full-time officially with them, which I'm not quite yet. And that's so scary. I have never not had medical insurance. And I know there's some people out there that probably don't have it currently either, which is why I'm bringing this up. Um, the thing that bothers me is that I am actually starting to feel so much better after that, like whole post COVID flare up thing. Like I truly am feeling a lot better in the past, like probably two or three weeks, but I made an appointment with a rheumatologist for May 3rd um and I made that appointment about 7 months ago and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to finally see a rheumatologist for the first time in almost 2 years and I have to cancel it because I don't have insurance and I cannot afford to see a specialist without insurance. And that's really scary and like I'm so grateful like again I am I guess I just always look for the silver lining without even knowing like, oh, I'm going to look for the silver lining. It just happens. And that's the way that I've trained my brain. And that's because of all the personal development and the journaling and the meditation that we always talk about, I've gotten to that place. And I know there's people out there that are like, oh my gosh, how can she just like be, you know, find something good about the situation that sounds so shitty I don't even try. It just comes. And yeah, that's like yeah. the beauty of that inner work is that I'm grateful that I'm feeling so good and that it's not like a dire situation where I need a doctor to knock on something. Um,
0: <laughs> and it's not, but, and also just to add to that, it's not a forced gratitude. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the difference what people don't understand. It's like, oh, just be grateful. And like, it'll help things. No, mm-hmm. you got to really, truly fill it within, within that. Mm-hmm. And you believe it. Like you, you truly believe like it's not even just believing too. It's like seeing the world through that gratitude, like mm-hmm. continuously. It's not like have to like tap into gratitude. It's like, no, like, oh, I have to be grateful. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to feel better. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just this continuous flow that you're naturally mm-hmm. in. And so you are able to tap into that for yourself very easily. And and it's not a forced thing for you or for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But that's something that took time to build. Like yeah, there was definitely, I remember like years and years ago, probably eight, nine years ago when like, I've talked about who, who I was before on one of our recent episodes. And I was always a positive person, but I definitely was still that person. That's one thing would happen. Everything would spiral. I would turn into a crazy psycho. Like I would mm-hmm. let it affect my mood for the whole day and stuff like that. And I definitely remember like my grandma and stuff would be like, Oh, like find the silver linings. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I would literally just roll my eyes and be like, there is no silver yeah. line. But now, like I said, because because of the internet work that I've done, it's just like amazing how much comes through subconsciously and without even realizing it when you are practicing that flow of gratitude and love, because those are the two highest possible vibrations that a human being can emit. And so that's just one of the things. And, um, (laughs) then I got a notification from my tax accountant that I owe way more in taxes than I thought. Obviously I have my own business and this is the first year, 2021 was the very first year that that was my only primary source of income. Now I obviously had Orange Theory from like July on, which was a W-2, which in the past I've always like, I've coached for a few years, but I've always had a W-2 like um, taxable income alongside that. So it's always balanced out. And this year, the majority of my income was from my business, which is great. It's amazing. And on paper, it looks like I made like, okay, money. But first of all, to me, I'm like, oh my God, like that money went straight to bills and rent and I have nothing to show for it. And then Mm I owe all of this money to the IRS and to Oregon and That's shocking. Like, it's scary and it's shocking. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, it feels like it's going to break me. And I don't care what anyone says, money stress is the worst possible stress out there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Because no matter how good other things are going in your life, like, it just breaks you, which is so funny. Because if you truly think about money, like, the majority of money out there, isn't actually physical. It's literally an idea. It's energy.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And so I go back and forth and I'm just going to be very, but it because, is survival. It is survival. Yeah. Money equals survival. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's how you end up homeless. If you don't have yeah. that financial means to keep yourself afloat. So mm-hmm. it is. a true And so threat. that's why,
1: yeah, exactly. It's truly a threat. And that's why your, your sympathetic nervous system goes, Oh my God goes haywire, like that fight or flight reaction. Um, and that's why it has the ability to like, throw people into some really deep depressions and stuff like that, which I fully understand, but full transparency, like I fully do believe that money flows all the time. Money is energy. It flows in, it flows out. It always will. If you, it's really easy to get in that mindset of, oh my God, I have this huge bill that I have to pay and I can't spend anything until that's paid off. Well, to me, the way that I look at it as if you're like hoarding that money, like, yes, eventually you will save enough. You will pay it off, but it's not going to flow to you as easily and simply as if you are allowing the money to flow back out. It's just like any other energy. You're not going to get good energy back to you unless you are flowing that energy out into the world. Um, and something that's can be challenging is like, even for me, you know, I've been doing mental work around like money beliefs and all of the other things for years. And I still get into moments where I, get trapped by that thought of, Oh my God, I can't spend anything. I have to get every single penny has to go to this. Like, mm-hmm. how dare I go buy myself? Like, I don't know, a loaf of gluten-free bread. Like I should just eat potatoes as a starch instead. Like, yeah. you know, just yeah. like dumb ideas like that, where it's like, okay. In the grand scheme of things that $5 is actually going to bring me a lot of joy. Cause I really like this particular type of bread and I just want it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. have to completely like deprive yourself and, and, um, Like mentally starve yourself of the things that you genuinely want that aren't like frivolous. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to get caught in that mindset of, well, I don't have this and I need to build up this. So I can't do this other thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how dare I, sort of thing? And that's just like guilting yourself and keeping your mind in that fear, fear and guilt are two of the lowest human vibrations. And so as hard as it can be to build back up to that higher vibration, the work is so beneficial and so enlightening and so comforting a lot of the time. Like when I'm in these moments, I like, like what I was in right before we started recording this, I was just like, I need to do something like I think that I need a meditation. I need a long journaling session. Like I know that the, I need these things. And Erica, you asked me like, so what are you going to do like yeah. with this stuff? And that's exactly it. Is that now I fall back on those practices, which are really healthy mindset practices. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy to set aside that time. Even now, when I actually genuinely enjoy doing those things, it's still not easy to set aside that time because my mind's constantly like, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that, but it's all a necessity. It's things that we have to do to kind of keep ourselves afloat. And once you find those practices for yourself, again, it's not the same for everyone. It might be listening to a podcast, reading a book, reading some poems, like writing poetry, writing gratitude, thinking about gratitude, quantum meditation, guided meditation, silent meditation. I mean, the possibilities are endless going on a nature walk, like, but do something to snap yourself out of it at least for a moment. Yeah, at least for a moment, because then you can really start to pull yourself out of that situation in terms of like looking at it from the outside, because when you're in it, you're in it. We all know that it's really hard to get out of it whatsoever when you are so immersed in the thoughts and the negative feelings that something gives you. And again, those get very addicting.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, When I speak with the client, I have this uh, holistic wellness diagram that I go over with them that I created like different areas of people's lives that contribute to their overall well-being and their mental health and their stress levels. And one of the things that I have on there is finances. And so it may appear weird when I have that on there because people, you know, people are very private about their finances. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to say like, show me what you make a year. Like that's not what I'm there to do. I'm just saying like, what type of financial situation are you in because that can add a lot of stress to your life. And if you, you know, are on this holistic journey and you want to have money to eat organic foods, buy supplements that make you feel good, seek out, you know, alternative treatments, you do have to learn to budget your money properly to be able to afford those things. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest thing that's come out of my health journey um, around finances is that When I got diagnosed, that was the year that I started my graduate school. So I also stopped working as well, or I think I was working like only part time at that time. And so my husband and I, before we were even married, we were relying 100% off of his income because I was like making like $200 like a week or something at that point doing something part time. Um, and so we had to drastically rearrange our finances. And I I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, but for anyone who hasn't listened, we went through a period of time where we were really stressed because I was trying to pay for naturopathic doctors. I was, um, you know, paying for acupuncture, all this stuff. And it was really overwhelming. And we simply did not have enough money to afford that. Like, We were putting a lot of things on credit cards the first couple years of my diagnosis. Um, And so that was a lot of added stress to him, a lot of added stress to myself because I knew I needed these things to help me, but we hadn't ever had to live by a strict budget because before that I was working full-time as a salesperson, I made really good money. He was working full-time, so we had both of our incomes together. And then all of a sudden we're just trying to live off of him and trying Mm -hmm. to spend all this money on things that we never had factored in and so it's taking us years to be in a situation where we're not we're not in debt anymore you know we we're not living paycheck to paycheck and and this is all primarily grant like i'm making money but guys i'm not making a hundred thousand dollars here and plus i live in california which is very expensive so realistically how we live off of his income is pretty good because of the way we've learned to budget. So it's not only your thinking patterns around money, but it's also your behaviors around money. Behaviors around the things that you do in your life can actually take away stress in your life. And so mm-hmm. helping people understand that, hey, it's not just like I think it's great, like I have that mindset, and so does my husband, that money's going to come to us when we need it. And it's seriously, always does like he'll get Mm -hmm. side projects from people outside of his normal job um he's a landscape architect so he designs like people's uh landscape for their house and things like that um but we'll get projects like he'll get projects randomly when we need it it's i tell you this is insane Mm -hmm. it always comes to us always he'll he'll get this little project where he'll make like four thousand dollars for something really easily that he can do but it just comes to him. He's not out there like hustling on the side for these things. It happens Mm -hmm. when, you know, uh, my naturopathic doctor stuff starts getting expensive because tests and things are coming up and uh, whatever else, you know, tires are blown out. So we got to get new tires, whatever, like that always happens. And then even Mm -hmm. when it comes to like my clients, like If you have your own business, everyone knows. Like your business, go. It's not linear. It's not like Mm, throughout the year you're just making more and more and more money. Like there is like points of the year where you're more likely to get business than not. Right. Mm -hmm. Like think about even like at the end of the year, people are saving for Christmas and New Year's and things like that. So it's like they may let be less likely to reach out. But anyways it's, yeah, for me, what I've learned in regards to that is just like totally changing like my behaviors of like how I use my money, how I see my money, what is a necessity, what's not. This is a whole other situation, but I'm just saying like these are the things that, you know, if you deal with a chronic illness, like these are stressors for us, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. trying to keep yourself afloat, not just with your housing and stuff, but you're also trying to keep yourself afloat with things that make you feel good, you know, like Mm -hmm. your acupuncture and things like that. And it's like, it could be overwhelming for a lot of us.
1: Yeah. It's all a matter of prioritizing as well. And sometimes prioritizing, like, um, for instance, my last couple of weeks in Portland, like, could I have not seen my acupuncturist and, you know, save that extra, however much for like, I don't know, gas for moving costs in the moving truck like yeah for sure but i knew that it would make me feel really really good and very aligned going into this move and so you have to kind of prioritize for yourself what that means for you yeah. and What's gonna make you feel better versus what you feel, what you're doing, because you feel like you quote unquote should. And sometimes it's hard to differentiate. Am I doing this because I think that I should do it because someone told me to? Or am I doing this because I truly know that it makes me feel better? And it is a cost that I am totally willing to take and I'm willing to not look at it as a burden or feel guilty for it because it just makes me feel that good. And knowing again that that will flow back to you, like in that particular situation, I, another way to think about it is like, I know that my acupuncturist, she's a small business as well. Like she's just trying to make ends meet too. So like I'm supporting her. She's helping me heal. I'm helping myself heal by becoming more aligned and becoming more grounded and going into that move and so on. So it's kind of like a trickle down effect.
0: And then we're helping Mm -hmm. clients heal, right? So it's like you're investing into yourself and then you're able to invest into others because when we don't feel good, we're not like – at least for me, speaking for myself, if I'm physically not feeling good, like especially after COVID, I was not in that abundance mindset of like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to have a bunch of clients and I want to make a money, a bunch of money. I was really just like, I just want to feel good. Like I just want to mm-hmm. wake up and feel good in my own body because that is mentally taxing. You know, mm-hmm. when you're not feeling physically good, it's hard to just be like, okay, now I'm going to be there for a per- another person. <laughs> it's like you got to show up for yourself first and whatever that takes if that and you know includes money investing into your healing then then use it that way but yeah it's all about checking in with that intention behind it of is this like you've said before like a short term fix to my problem mm-hmm. or is this a sustainable thing that's investing into my well-being
1: mhm and in terms of like what to do when you do get down in that crazy spiral that we all unfortunately probably know. Um, I, one thing that I always come back to, which it sounds so silly and simple, but I promise you it works. I've never talked to someone that was like, it eh, didn't work for me. Cause, but you have to commit to it is Mel Robbins five second. rule? you literally just count backwards, five, four, three, two, one. And then you jump into action to whatever the thing is. Now that might not mean like oh, I'm going to go jump into action and pay the entire bill of that tax bill. You know what I mean? But (laughs) it might be like, okay, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to, you know, dance for three minutes and just like align myself again. Um, or I am going to, um, let's say as far as like I don't know, I'm going to like jump into action and search the internet for medical insurances, like private medical insurance for now. Like jumping into action in some way, like even if it just means taking the first step, it doesn't mean that you have to like completely tackle and solve the problem. Yeah. Every single little bit that you do to work towards correcting a challenge or like jumping over a hurdle is going to count and is going to show your mind like that it is possible. Um, Even if that means just like, jumping into action by, like I said, like dancing or meditating or journaling or just getting it out, like releasing in some way that can be super beneficial as well. And so that's something that I always come back to. And then the other thing I talked about these on my Instagram stories the other day, but when I'm in that super anxious mindset and I just can't seem to get out of it. And let's say I danced for a little bit and I journaled for a little bit and it still wasn't working and I was still feeling, you know, not good, which is fine. It happens. I'm not saying that, you know, those things are always going to make me feel better. Cause honestly they don't, they might make me feel better in the moment, but then I'm just like, Ugh, I'm back in it. Um, I always recommend to my clients to make happiness instructions. And so basically you make a note in your phone and you literally, I title mine, open this when you're feeling down. And it's just a bunch of lists. Like one of the lists is things that make me smile. And another one is um, ways that I like to release And another one is just like, um, people that fully support me, no matter what, or friends that always support me, no matter what. And another one is family that supports me, no matter what. And then Mm -hmm. I just throw a couple of photos in there of like things that make me happy or myself happy. And that way, because when we're so stuck in that negative mindset spiral, um, it's in a lower vibration. Right. And it's really hard. Like I said, it's a little bit addicting and it's really hard to get yourself out of it or even remember like what, I don't know, like, I don't know what it's going to make me feel better, but that's why you have the note there and you make the note when you're obviously in like a higher vibration, because it's kind of like a guide to yourself of, Oh yeah, that does make me happier. That does make me smile. I also put videos in there, like links to like TikTok videos that make me smile or links to like um, I have a link in my happiness instructions to Uh, what to do when you have an anxiety attack, like little simple ways to calm yourself, like putting ice on your wrist and stuff like that. So create that for yourself when you're in a higher vibrational state, highly recommend. I cannot even tell you how many times that has saved me and saved a lot of my clients from truly getting like so low to where you don't feel like you can pull yourself out at all.
0: Yeah. One of the things that, I mean, I've said this word over and over and over and over and I I will never probably stop saying this word is just surrender. Like that is – that word, even repeating that word to myself during challenging times, like for instance, me getting these results about my hormones, I, I just told myself, surrender, Erica. That's – that is such a mm-hmm. powerful moving mood. It changes. I could physically – feel it changing. I got chills the first time you said it. Yeah. It it could, I can feel it changing me inside. Like just, it, Mm -hmm. it just takes the pressure off of yourself. Right. Of like, I need to solve this immediately. Right. Like Mm -hmm. when things, when challenges happen, we tend to think like, I need to solve this immediately. I need to resolve it immediately. Right. And we don't just give ourselves that time to get into that parasympathetic state where we are relaxed and we're just surrendering. And then you could actually be more logical and more rational about your decisions instead of operating from that place of fear and pressure and urgency. Because then you don't make rational good decisions for yourself. So -hmm. if you can just give yourself a moment, go, you know what? This is happening, but I'm just surrendering to this moment. Like I've always said, surrendering does not equal giving up. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people think that, oh, that just means to just give up on what I'm trying to – No, it just means you stop resisting what's happening in this current moment, and you allow it to be what it is, and you accept Mm -hmm. this is the situation. Okay, right now, my hormones aren't looking so great. They're not looking like it's gonna, you know, be the best possible outcome. But right now, things are still good. I still have Mm -hmm. my period. I'm still going on with my life. It's not affecting me in some drastic way where I'm like, oh my God, my world is falling apart. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what it is right now. And each moment, each day, you just go from there and just keep surrendering to whatever happens and just allowing yourself to give yourself that space to just not try to solve it and not try to fix it, you know? And Mm -hmm. if you just keep moving on with your life as usual and just doing the best that you can through your daily actions and through the way that you think and the way that you feel, it will align you to whatever that. That is, and you will get there, and you'll be like, okay, this is what it is. But mm-hmm. the fighting and the resisting is—we've said this over and over. But I really think it's one of the most like profound things that I've learned through Eckhart Toll is this, like, that's all really it is. <laughs> just mm. getting through these moments, these challenges, and not seeing them as problems, just seeing them as, okay, how do I? How do I work through this the best that I can by keeping my own like mental health in check and not allowing that to spiral out of control? I think the biggest thing with surrender is you mentioned it doesn't mean giving up.
1: I think the best um, synonym would be letting go. Like you're not giving up, you're letting go. You're letting go of what you can't control and you're just going to let whatever is meant to flow flow. And that doesn't mean that you just like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and let things just flow. Mm -hmm. But that is giving, it is a little bit giving up. It's giving up, trying to control what you cannot control and it's letting go. And it's, Allowing that flow of okay, I'm only going to focus on the things that I can control, and accepting that there are things that you can't control, and yeah. you just kind of look at them like, no, I can't control those, and it is what like it literally is what it is, mm-hmm. right? The things that you cannot control just are, yep, period. <laughs> like, yes. And the things yeah, that, that you really can control, period. yeah, and the things that you can control those are the factors. Those are the negotiables. Those are the things that you might be able to change, or honestly, you might not be able to, you might think that it's controllable and it might not be. Um, but it's a constant game of life of figuring out what it is that you can control and surrendering to the things that you cannot control.
0: Yeah. See, when we started to record, you're like, ah, this is going to be bad. I'm like, Rachel, we're always going to turn it into (laughs) It's impossible. It's it's impossible. Like, we just – like, seriously, guys, if you're listening to this, we truly want to just be, like, blah, this sucks. <laughs> like, I swear to God, we tried to, like – I was like, there's that, no way I can do this, Erica. And she was like, you're going to be fine. I'm like – "You're." I was like – and I even said, like, you'll probably – this will probably be, like, cathartic for you to help you work through your own – you know, mental process of how you're going to navigate this. And I'm sure it will help you as soon as, you know, we're done with this and you're really like, okay, surrender, mm-hmm. get through this moment, get through this day, get through this next step. And it will like, it, you'll get past it. Like we all do. Like when do, when do humans never get past it? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I you've made so it through a hundred
1: percent of your worst days ever. That's one of my favorite quotes.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, I've been through so much shit in my life. It's absolutely insanity. And thankfully for the last, like, I would say six years of my life, I've had like more peace and like my brain sometimes is like, wow, like you're in a totally different space now than you were your whole Mm -hmm. life. And it feels really good to be in that place where I don't find myself going through trauma and these chaotic things. Yes, life fluctuates and it's not perfect, but I'm not in that chaotic state anymore. And that's what feels really good to me. I'm like, okay, all these little things that happen with like bills and this and that, my health, it's like, I'm going to fucking get through it. Like I've Mm -hmm. done it before and I'm going to keep going through life and my life isn't going to end and it's, it's going to be what it is. And that's Mm -hmm. all it is.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I have literally a million, like 1800 different notes in my phone. And they're all like thoughts, things that I've written down from podcasts or thoughts that I have, or just all kinds of random stuff. And I literally just searched through my notes. Cause I remember that there was this podcast I was listening to. And they were talking about how a lot of times we have a warlike mentality of like killing things and fighting things and trying to solve things right away. Yeah. And I forget whose podcast it was. I don't remember who it was that was talking, but I have all these things written down from it. And one of the things that I'm Wanted to share with you guys is, um, I had literally like a bunch of asterisks next to it, like five asterisks. I was like, remember Mm -hmm. this. And it says to get to flow state faster. It's not a work harder scenario, but a surrender faster scenario. Yep. And I just like remembered that there's something about that. That's why I had to find this note. Um, You were probably looking at me like, what are you doing? Why do you keep looking down?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I was. I was like, is she looking at a text message?
1: (laughs) No, I was like trying to find this note because I knew it was in there somewhere and I had to scroll through a bunch of them. But yeah, and that's exactly it. We have this warlike mentality of like, Everything is hor- like, especially when you're in that lower vibration of everything is against me. I have to fight this and I have to fight that. And I have mm-hmm. to work so, so hard and I have to, you know, the I need the money. So I have to work way harder. It's like, yeah. well, sometimes no, sometimes like you need to come to peace with the fact that there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be mm-hmm. days when you don't feel well days, when you feel really good days, when there's way more friction in like your life than usual. Um, mm-hmm. And when there's a disconnect between, like, this is another thing that they mentioned in the podcast. Like, when there's a disconnect between your body, your spirit, your mind, that's when even the friction feels even more extreme, right? Uh, yep. There, there's always going to be friction that happens. But when you maintain that disconnection between that mind body spirit connection, that is when the friction feels unbearable. And so that's why I always, I guess that puts into simpler terms why I always revert back to those mindset practices of meditation, of dancing, of walking outside of, you know, all of these things that make me feel really good is because it's all about like realigning and allowing yourself that space to heal in a different way when there are things that you can't control.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't like this hustle mentality that Mm -hmm. hustle mindset mentality when it comes to like business or just anything. It's like, No. Like when you're in that hustle mentality, you're in stress mode. You're just like trying to get to the top and you're not finding Mm -hmm. the joy through the process. Like I'm all about finding the joy, like maintaining joy through the process. So like, I don't see my business as like, I want to be a boss babe and like make a, have an empire. Like I Mm -hmm. would love to do a lot of things. That's going to help a lot of people to reach a lot of people in a variety of ways, but I'm not going to let that get into my mind of like, you know, trying to focus on that end result instead of enjoying the process with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong too. Is like, we're always looking towards the end goal. We're never enjoying the process of getting there. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is the point of the end goal if you didn't, if you stressed yourself out the whole time and it was, you didn't enjoy any part of that process because you were just like gritting your, you know, like fighting nails and teeth to like well, get and- to that point.
1: And the other part of that is we're also focused on the end goal. And then what happens when we get to the end goal? Do we stop yeah. and go, oh my God, I made it. No, we move on to the next thing. Like yeah. it would be one thing if we were like so focused and we were like laser focused, and we just go, go, go. And we hit that end goal and then we celebrate ourselves and we are so proud and we are confident and whatever, but we don't even do that. No, no. <laughs> the one more thing that they mentioned in this podcast was like the idea of like, you're on a river, right? And the more that you... Um, attach yourself to those hard things. So like, you know, a rock in the way and you're trying to fight against the current and go the opposite yep. way, the harder it is. But the more that you surrender and you just go with the river, the more mm-hmm. like beautiful places you'll see and the scenery and, you know, getting to the, whatever the end place is, um, rather than trying to fight upstream and be like, Oh, this is so hard, but I'm so strong. Like, yeah, there's yeah. maybe something to be said for like feeling strong and confident, but you're not going to get there by purposely fighting in the opposite direction.
0: Yeah. Can I share a story? When I was like uh, – when I was 15, I went to the beach with my friend and we were on our boogie boards and we like swam like really far out. Sometimes you don't realize how far you get out when you're in the ocean. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. like I'm really far. Yeah. Anyways, the waves started crashing hard and what happened was she ended up swimming out to the shore and I didn't even realize that. So I was out there by myself. And the waves kept getting bigger and bigger, so I'm like, "Oh my God, fuck! Like this is crazy!" And the the boogie board, uh, like Velcro thing detached from my wrist, so it t- so I was out there with nothing to hold on to. Waves were just crashing, oh and I God. thought I was gonna die. It That's was very so scary. very, it was really really scary. But the point is, is that. I was trying to fight it and I was trying to like swim, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, let me just get to the shore. Let me get there. And then I had remembered reading something from some book of like, uh, like basically if you're in the ocean, like you have to just kind of let yourself go Mm because the the waves will push you to the shore. And so I was like, okay, either I'm going to exert all my energy trying to swim Mm -hmm. there when it's just going to keep sucking me back, sucking me back, sucking me back. Or I can just go, okay, like I have to just go with the motion of the water. And I did that. And it totally took me to shore. I mean, it was still kind of traumatizing because I had to mm-hmm. wait through that process. But I like was like, if I would have tried to fight myself, I would have drowned because I would have been so exhausted mm-hmm. or exactly. drowned. Um, I would have been so exhausted. And I like, ever since then, I was like, wow, like that is such like, a a symbolic thing to life is that you can't really just fight it and just life will take you where it's going to take you, but you cannot fight it. You cannot Mm -hmm. fight it. You cannot fight it at all. So yeah. Anyways, it just – Fighting is
1: just going to make you more exhausted and it's going to make you exhausted to the point where you don't even feel like you have the mental capacity or energy to do the things that you do know make you feel good.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So. And disclaimer, we're not saying getting through this means you have to be happy and smiling through mm-hmm. the whole thing. We're not going to say that it's going to be like that. It can, It's going to be rough. It can mess with you emotionally and you can get low and things like that. But it's more of the mechanism in which you're operating from which is going to carry you through it. Mm-hmm.
1: And always – Ultimately, the biggest goal from my perspective in life is to be operating from a constant state of higher vibration of gratitude, of love, of compassion. And honestly, like we all get in those mindsets and those um, mental states where that isn't the case. But in general, like for that to be your kind of quote unquote resting state is to be in that gratitude and love and compassion. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest goal. And when you are in that state, overall, it makes everything else just feel a little bit easier. What, even when you do get to those lower vibrations, cause you know how to pull yourself back to shore a little bit easier.
0: Yep like before my diagnosis, I, when things would happen to me, I'd be like, I'm a piece of shit. Like the universe hates Mm -hmm. me. Like God hates me. Like, I don't even want to be here. What's the point of even navigating through life? If like, all I'm going to do is get dealt bad cards. Like Mm -hmm. I was like seriously in that my entire life. And now like I know that I'm just totally different. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. I look back on them like, dang. like. But I mean that's all I knew at that time. You know, I didn't have all this information, this empowering, you know, information that we've both learned over the years. Like mm-hmm. I'm so thankful to like n- not have to feel like I have to give up every time something bad happens. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And oh, that's yeah, dude.
1: This stuff that I'm going through right now would have freaking broke me. I would have been like a total Meltdown. Fun. I mean – Yeah. I was gonna say I do feel like I'm a mess to be completely honest, but I'm obviously not showing it on the outside, and I do know that I'm going to get through it, and I do know that like overall, I'm way more like I'm in a much better headspace and much better physical um, health than I was back then, um, even with having rheumatoid arthritis, you know, having a diagnosis, um, and so I'm I'm grateful for
0: that, and again, always <laughs> I just happen to come back to gratitude yet again <laughs> without See? even trying. Well, this is this part. Look it. Let me tell you this right now, Rachel. We recorded an episode, right? It didn't work out. It, we thought it was the greatest It was thing. so long. Okay, it was and, so good. And, okay. Yeah, but look it. Now it led, led us to this recording when you needed to hear this for your own self. And I needed to hear this for my own self because of mm-hmm. what I'm going through. And so this is what it is. This is what happened. And this is what came out of that situation that was actually causing us stress for the last couple of days because we're like, where is it? How are we going to get mm-hmm. this recorded? How are we gonna convert it to this? And now it's lost. And now it's just like, look at who cares it, that we can have that conversation. And even though it's a good conversation, I feel like the we message have that conversation from, all yeah, the time. Yeah, like the the message coming from this is way more powerful and and, impactful and in it for us. And in it for us, and it's healing for us. And you know, this podcast is not just only. You know, we yes, we're we're recording this stuff so you guys can have this information and hopefully turn it into something good for your own life. But it's also a healing cathartic process for both Rachel and I. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that when we record stuff, I come out of this and I'm like, wow, yeah, I feel good. Like, I got this. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. life is is good. I'm so thankful. And that's why we continuously come back to that state of gratitude.
1: And you did call it before, like, because I know us. She, yeah. She's like Rachel. She's like, I know you don't want to, but you know that it's gonna be good for us. She's like, okay, fine. You know what? And you did try to meet me. You were like, we'll just do something short. We'll do like a, I don't know, like favorite something. And then both of us were like, eh, like that does not sound interesting. I don't want yeah. to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We we don't want to force ourselves either to do something that doesn't feel like, I just like, I don't want to do something like that either. So then like,
1: so then like I started talking about the stuff that I was dealing with and Erica was like, okay, so use that, like talk about that. Like that's the things that people want to hear that like we go through real life stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't want to like sound like I'm complaining. And like, I don't want to like air all my dirty laundry. And she was like, yeah but you're not even doing that and you know that it's not going to turn out like that (laughs) and i was
0: like yeah yeah uh well yeah i think this this was a great conversation and i i think a lot of people find this uplifting and wherever you're at in your life just you know go back to these episodes you know like save these episodes as like put a little tick by it or whatever like if you find something that really speaks to you like Go back to no. those things because,
1: yeah, no one says that you have to listen to each episode one time. I've listened to the yeah. same podcast episodes multiple times. And again, in those happiness instructions, I have links to podcast episodes in there that I know make me yeah. feel really good and like empowered. So,
0: highly recommend. You know, if you find yourself going through something really difficult in the next, you know, couple months or whatever, if you remember this episode, just take a listen. You know, like this is why. Again, we have this so you can have it as part of your toolbox.
1: So hopefully in the near future, we will re-record the episode that we originally had planned for this week. But in the meantime, we really hope that you got something out of this and just your reminder to surrender, let go, let things flow the way that they're supposed to and find ways to flow in that gratitude and love. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our autoimmune and you podcast. Please remember to
0: rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.